Francis, oh, here we go. <laughs> you can hear me. Uh, good morning and happy Easter to you. Isn't it great to celebrate the, the resurrection of Jesus together on Easter Sunday morning? It's great to have you with us, especially if you're visiting. We love having visitors here with us. Uh, please feel very welcome. If you have kids with you, uh, feel very comfortable about any of the lovely noises that they might be making. We're going to be having a bit of an interactive service, so I will need some help along the way from a few of the kids uh, who are brave volunteers. Uh, but before we um, dive into that, what we're going to do is to sing together. Uh, one of the great things to do on Easter Sunday is to sing about our risen Lord who breaks the power of sin and darkness, whose love is mighty and so much stronger. He is the King of glory. He's the King above all kings. It's a great song to start with, so I invite you to stand and let's sing together. This is Amazing Grace. Let's sing. Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty and so much stronger? The King of glory, the King above all kings. Who shakes the whole earth?
This is unfailing love. Lord Jesus, we sing for all that you have done for us. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, and worthy is the King who conquered the grave. In your matchless name, we praise you. Amen. Please take a seat, friends. Had some last-minute call, uh, calls in sick, so I'm doing a couple of things today. But happy Easter, friends. Uh, and uh, I'm going to need some help this morning, okay? I need some help. Uh, I need an adventurous helper. Now, uh, Easter is all about eggs, right? Well, it's not all about eggs, but there are lots of eggs at Easter time. They remind us of the empty tomb. And I need someone to come up and help me. Have we got someone who's really brave from looking down who might be interested in... So, yes, yes. Oh, there's a hand up here. Do you want to come on down? Yes, come on, come on, come on. Oh, Danny, let's give him a clap. Well done. Okay. Come on down. Caleb, g'day, mate. How are you going? Welcome to church. Good to see you. Now, I have something special in here that I think you might like. Easter is all about, well, there's lots of eggs that happen at Easter, isn't there? The biggest egg I could find. What do you reckon about that? That's pretty exciting, isn't it? Okay. Now, do you think you might want to open it up? Would you like to open it up? I think we want to open it up, don't we? Let's see what's inside. Okay. Let's come on, come on have a look here. I'm going to get it out. And, oh, 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 no, it's not. Hang on, bring it out. Oh. Can I open it up? Oh, 
disappointing. What's inside? Do you want to show everyone? There's not an Easter egg at all. Oh. Good one, Patry. What a shame. What a shame. That's a bit of a disappointment, isn't it? When you're expecting the world's biggest egg and you get some balls inside a piece of foil. Mm. Well, never mind. I think we might have the eggs somewhere else for later. But do you want to grab an egg to take home? Or to go back to the seat? There you go. Is that all right, Mum and Dad? Yeah. There you go. Let's give him a round of applause. Thanks, Caleb. I'll take that up your hands. Okay. Well, what has this got to do with Easter? Uh, Friends, uh, it's not what you expect, right? Um, There's plenty of real eggs later, so don't worry. But the first Easter started with some women finding something that they didn't expect, something totally unexpected. Just like our Easter egg, it was pretty disappointing. I'm sorry, Caleb, to raise your hopes and then dash them. But don't worry, I do have uh, lots of chocolate later on, so you won't miss out. Uh, But this was a pretty disappointing find, and we're going to hear about it. uh, And Nate's going to read for us about this disappointing find. Come up here, Nate. Get on your bed. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Thanks, Nate. Great reading, bud. Okay. Well, the story of the first Easter begins on a Sunday like no other. Uh, So this group of women that Nate read about, they get up very early in the morning, we're told. Not a normal Sunday morning, especially not a long weekend Sunday morning. Uh, But it's it's not just that it was early that this was a Sunday like no other. It was a Sunday like no other because it came at the end of a week like no other. Uh, These women were followers of Jesus, uh, Jesus who had made incredible claims uh, that all of God's plans for his world were coming true in him, that he was the king of God's eternal kingdom. He'd shown like amazing compassion uh, and kindness to weak and anxious people. He'd done things that they knew were impossible. He'd healed the sick, raised the dead, walked on water. He turned the world upside down. And yet two days earlier, two days earlier, after a week of turmoil, this man that these women had all their hopes pinned on, this man was put to death on the cross. That's what we remembered on Good Friday. The, The one that they had hoped for and longed for was nailed to the cross. The Lord of life died. Uh, For Jewish people, Saturdays were set apart as a day of rest, so these women have this long and anxious wait across Saturday, waiting for the first chance that they have to go to the place Jesus has been buried. Uh, And they take some spices and perfumes to put over the body, and as soon as they're able, um, in the dark, they walk to this tomb. And can you imagine that walk, right? Imagine the grief, the confusion, wondering what state Jesus' body would be in, But the confusion of these women just got worse as they approached the tomb, as they got there. They get to the tomb, they find this huge stone rolled away. Uh, Not only that, they enter into the tomb and Jesus' body is gone. They're at a loss. They can't explain it. It feels like this terrible week is going from bad to worse. It seems like everything's out of control. This is a helpful moment to pause in this story. It's helpful for us because we know that same feeling, don't we? That feeling like everything is out of control. Um, Everything seems to be going wrong. 
But everything wasn't out of control on that first Easter Sunday morning. Jesus was still the king, even in that moment of real confusion and darkness. And Easter reminds us of that. It reminds us that even even when things feel out of control, the Lord is king. The Lord is king. Uh, We're going to sing a great song about that. Uh, One of our favourite songs, The Lord is King, He's going to look after everything. It's a great song to sing in anxious times. It's a good song to sing on Easter Sunday in the middle of an anxious world, uh, uh, in the middle of all that we're facing with uh, across the world. It's a great song to remind ourselves that no matter what happens, we can trust Jesus the King who died for us. So I invite you to stand. I'm going to move over there and we're going to sing together, The Lord is King. Let's sing. I'd have seen bad things happening on the TV news. I'd be worried about the world and wonder what'll happen to you. Put your trust in God alone, cause He's still sitting on His mighty throne. The Lord is King, He's gonna look after everything, everything. After everything, every single thing in this world, cause this is His world. You might get sad and wonder why there's so much pain, why we let the same mistakes happen over and over again. Our sinful ways will always fail. Well, uh, we're going to have another reading now, and Cassie's going to come and read for us what happened next on this Sunday like no other. Thanks, Cass. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? 
He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. It's an amazing scene, right? You see that in verse 4. Suddenly they're trying to figure out what could have happened and these men appear right beside them and we're told their clothes gleamed like lightning. Now, uh, I've, had a, I've tried to recreate this with limited success, so I'm wondering if my angel is ready to come out. Ah, it's too bright! Oh, you're, you're so bright! Ah, oh, goodness, bright white angel! How can... Go away, go away. Oh, goodness. It was so bright. Thanks, Angel Tom. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I really tried to make it as bright as I could. But, uh, the, but this first Easter, it wasn't kind of these feeble strip lights across a towel. Uh, this was terrifying, blinding lights. A lightning is fun to watch from a distance, right? But it's kind of terrifying close up. Uh, you don't want to be close to it. And you, so you can kind of understand why these women who saw the angel, these warriors of lights, you can understand why they fell down, why they were terrified, faced with these men. Uh, the, and the women knew that they were angels, messengers sent from God. Uh, not kind of cherubs on clouds, cute fluffy things, but fearsome warriors of lights. And anyone in their right mind would have done what these women did. And then these angels speak to the women. And this is so great. I reckon you can almost kind of see a hint of a smile on the angel's face as they say this to the women. Uh, uh, they, they talk to them. They know they were looking for Jesus. They, and they know where he is. And they have wonderful news. They know that there is another light. And that their kind of clothes that are spun from lightning are just a feeble candle in the sun compared to this far greater light. So they ask this wonderful question, I reckon with a bit of a smile, a hint of a smile on their, on their lips, in verse 5. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do you seek the li- You're after Jesus, right? So what are you doing in a place for dead people? That's basically what they're saying. Um, it, but it wasn't, it wasn't as if Jesus wasn't really dead to begin with, as if sort of he was just pretending to be dead or he just fainted. Uh, and the, the angels are telling the women this. The Romans who crucified Jesus were, they were, they were execution experts. They, they knew how to do their job. So, of course, the, the women were totally right to go to the tomb looking for Jesus. He really had died. His body really was broken. His heart really had stopped. The women were in exactly the right place. But, of course, the angels know something that the women don't. Verse 6 Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. So on one level, the women are totally right to go to the tomb and look for Jesus. But on another level, they're completely wrong. Uh, And did you pick up as we read through, you heard that Jesus had actually told them that this was going to happen. Jesus knew this would happen. Uh, verse 7, the angels remind them of what Jesus had said. They say he'd said, the Son of Man, that's one of his favourite ways of talking about himself, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then the women remember what Jesus had already told them. They remember it. And you can, can you imagine the, the kind of sense of thrill that would have raced through their bodies, the awe 
at this news. Maybe, just maybe, this Sunday morning that seemed totally out of control, that seemed devastating, maybe it wasn't at all out of control. Maybe it was, in fact, the incredible plan of God all along. So they go back and tell Jesus' other disciples uh, the news. They go tell them this wonderful news that he is risen. Now, we have another song to sing about this, that he is risen. Hallelujah. It's all about this message that the angels had for the women. So again, invite you to stand and sing this great song with us. He is risen. Hallelujah. Let's sing. Sunday morning the women came to the grave of the crucified Jesus. The stone is rolled away, they hear the angels say, He is risen. of linen, empty tomb, Peter, you will see him soon, because he is risen, hallelujah, he is risen, hallelujah. Two brothers Walking the Emmaus road, talking to the crucified Jesus. When he broke bread, they knew all Jesus said was true because he is risen. Take a seat. Well, so the women go back to the rest of Jesus' followers. But when they do, what would you expect to happen? <laughs> when, they, when they bring this news, 
Well, they don't get the reception that they might have hoped for. And Chris is going to read us the rest of this great passage uh, from Luke 24. Thanks, Chris. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Thanks so much, Chris. Uh, this passage, it ends a bit unresolved, doesn't it? It's, it's as if it's making an invitation for us. Now, uh, I need one more set of helpers. This time I need six people who are willing to run up and help out. So just come on up, six of you. Come on, on your mag. Yep, come on up, six. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now. Hold on, have we got six? One, two, three, four, five. Hey, Nate, what? Oh, uh, Nate, you come up, Nate Sprig. My Nate, you, you've already read, so you've, you've had your moment. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Nate. Good on ya. Okay, we got six? All right, I have six invitations, and we're going to see what this invitation is. Okay, so everyone, grab one of these. You need to open the invitation, and we're going to try and see if we can unscramble this word. Okay, open it out. And now, can you guys all come up in line up along here? Show everyone your letter. Show everyone your letter, and let's have a think about what this word might be. Okay, so what do we have? I'll use the microphone. What do we have? We have R N E O D W. Renewdwa. Do you think that's the invitation? No. What do you reckon? How? Anyone want to help us out here? Come on. What do we need to do? From the audience, come on. Who's who's? What's what's first? Durkey? You think Crystal's right? Okay. Anyone? Okay. Anyone else got a thought? Thought here? I think it's yeah. Sorry, Durkey. It's the W. W is first. Come on down, Nate. This way. W. What else? O. Okay. Thanks, Abby. O. Who's got O? You come over here. On your Ethan. Thanks, mate. What's next? Yeah, okay, you, Meg, you come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystal, I think you've got to go right to the end. And, oh, you come here. And you guys swap, swap places. What have we got here? Wonder. So, come over here, line up. Yep, you're in there. Very good. Hold them up nice and straight for everyone. Fantastic. Can we give these guys a clap? Well done for coming up and helping out. Now, what I might do is I might ask Mrs. Jack if you could, while I'm speaking, blue tack that up along here. Is that all right? Thank you. Guys, if you give your letters over to Mrs. Jack, and we're going to put this invitation up under the screen there. And then you can grab a seat. Thank you, guys. Awesome work. Okay. 
Uh, Easter is an invitation to all of us. And I want to invite you today, gathered here today, I want to invite you to see this as an opportunity for yourself to, like Peter did, to wonder about these first events, to wonder about them. Uh, not everyone took up that invitation at first. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this as Chris, Chris read, read through. There are a number of different reactions. Uh, they race back and share this in news, but in verse 11, um, the, the people, the, the, Jesus' apostles didn't believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Uh, that this claim that Christ had risen, it seemed like nonsense to them. They can't believe it. They knew, just like you and I know, that dead people don't rise up from the dead. They just don't. And so when these women come speaking about these divine messengers that saying Jesus is risen, it just seems like nonsense to them. It's out of their, they can't understand it. But then in verse 12, do you notice that there is one guy here who responds differently? Don't you love Peter? Uh, this is kind of in line with his character, if you know anything about Peter in the Gospels. Uh, Peter hears the women's story and maybe he remembers what Jesus says, has said. Maybe there's this faintest hope that's glimmering in his heart and he doesn't stick around and keep and sort of argue about what's going on. He doesn't slowly wander over to the tomb for a bit of a sticky beak either. What does he do? He gets up and he bolts out the door. He legs it as fast as he can to the tomb to see what these women have talked about. And it is just as they've said. Only in verse 12, did you notice this? There's this really interesting, curious little detail that the strips of linen were lying by themselves. It wasn't just that Jesus was gone like you know, a mummy or something. The material that he was wrapped in as he was put into the tomb, it's lying by itself, discarded on the floor. And Peter goes away amazed. He's wondering to himself about all that's happened. The light is starting to dawn on Peter. It's an incredible discovery these women made and Peter made on this first Sunday morning. But friends, what I just want to um, leave us with this morning is the, asking the question, what about you? What about you? On this Easter Sunday morning, 2,000 years after those first events, uh, this all might have been amazing for Peter, but what about you? What would it take for you to have that same thrill of wonder that those women had as they remembered Jesus' words? That same spark of hope that Peter had as he bolted out the door. What would it take for you? Friends, Easter is the great and liberating good news. It's news that you're invited to consider today with the same wonder and hope and joy as those first people who heard it. And the key to all this, where I want to finish this, uh, this little talk, is in, the ver in, in verse 7 of the, this chapter that we read. It'll come up on the screen. It's this little word, must. Jesus had said that he must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. See, according to Jesus himself, his death and resurrection wasn't just some random historical events. It was the centre point of all history. It had to happen. And in the big story of the Bible, Jesus' death and resurrection was the fulfilment of God's great plan, his great saving plan to bring restoration and forgiveness 
to a broken and rebellious world. He was handed over to sinful people, we're told, people who reject God's loving rule, people who insist on running life their own way and not his, people like you and like me. But in an, a, a, this remarkable twist, right? In allowing himself to be killed by sinners, he was in fact saving sinners, taking the penalty they rightly deserve on himself so they could be totally forgiven, restored to their creator. And, and his resurrection was like, a, it was proof that this was all true crowning Jesus as the true and eternal king. That's why Jesus' resurrection had Peter going out the door with hope in his heart. That's why this same news can ignite hope and wonder and joy in your heart today, right here and right now. Because it was your sin that took Jesus to the cross. And it is your sin that Jesus offers to completely and utterly wipe away. It is your death that can be overcome by Jesus' victorious life. Because as he was raised, so will you be too if you have put your trust in him. So today I want to invite you to wonder this morning. I want to invite you to wonder, maybe for the hundredth time, the thousandth time, but maybe even for the first time, to wonder like Peter at this amazing news that he is risen. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to, over the next two weeks, as a church here, we're going to continue reading this story. There's a couple of more scenes at the end of Luke's Gospel that we'll be reflecting on together. Uh, and we get to hear from Jesus himself. We haven't actually heard from Jesus yet. We'll do that next week. Uh, how he sets his disciples' hearts on fire, how he gives them something bright and eternal to live for. So I, I want to invite you not only to wonder today, but to come back. Maybe you're on holidays for the week and around next Sunday. Maybe you're, you live locally and are uh, um, checking out uh, Trinity Church today. I want to invite you to come back over the next couple of weeks as we explore what it means for Jesus to be risen and what it might mean for the world, what it might mean for you. Because if Christ is risen, it is good news. It's unspeakably good news. It's good news for Victor Harbour, for the world, and it is good news for you. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Happy Easter, friends. May you have a blessed Easter uh, this, this, uh, and this, this uh, day, and we pray that we'll see you again next week. Miriam is going to come and lead us now in a time of prayer together, responding to all these things. Thanks, Miriam. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you so much for bringing us together today. Thank you for all that we have to celebrate because of Jesus. We praise you, Jesus, for your obedience to your Father in going to the cross. We praise you because you rose back to life, victorious over sin and death. Thank you for the confidence and hope this gives us when we face our own death and the death of those we love. Thank you that nothing can separate us from your love. As it says in the Bible, 
I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Now please join me as we pray the Lord's Prayer together. You can read the words on the screen behind me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Thanks, Miriam. Well, friends, I trust you've been encouraged in the wonderful news of Jesus' resurrection today, the certain news that gives hope and purpose to life. Uh, We're going to sing another song now. It's a great song to remind us of the hope in life and in death that we have because Jesus is risen. Uh, So I invite you to sing this last song with us, Christ, our hope in life and death.
Christ he lives, Christ he lives, and what reward will heaven Please take a seat. Well, thank you for being with us for this special uh, um, uh, service today on Easter Sunday. We pray that today that you'll go celebrating and rejoicing in this good news that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Uh, we meet here at Trinity Church, Victor Harbour, 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. We'd love to see you again sometime uh, if you're visiting. Uh, and. Uh, uh, we pray that you'll have a great morning. Uh, we do have, now we do have some morning tea up the back. We've got uh, hot cross buns and I've got a stack of eggs for kids so you can come and grab one from me later if you'd like. And maybe we can crack open the really big one too. Uh, so that'll be really good. Uh, but God go with you this Easter and have a great rest of the day and we'll look forward to seeing you again uh, soon. So God bless you. We'll see you later. Bye.